to It's So Bad's third annual Home Alone Christmas on It's So Bad, the podcast. We're doing that right now. Okay, bye. Welcome. Michael, hello. Here we are again. You can subscribe to this play, this podcast playlist, this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. At It's So Bad on Twitter is the Twitter address uh, if you'd like to follow us. It's So Bad Pod at gmail.com is the email address. We're adding this week Home Alone to the endless list of video games. And Chris, which one are we adding this week? Oh, it's a, it's a twofer. It's a twofer this holiday season. It is the Home Alone Game Boy version and the SNES, if you will, version. I Next always like to say SNES. I do not say SNES. I like to say SNES. So, Okay. Yeah. So, well, thank you for that clarification. Yes. The Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, we have This is a difficult path we have to walk after this one as we go to our Home Alone ex- at Christmas. Um the I was looking it up. The MS DOS version is very, very similar to the Nintendo version. So I don't know if we want to do that one. If we can just call that one a day, we've already done that one. Um, and also, the Sega Master System one is like a weird mix between the Super Nintendo version and the NES version. Mm. So, well, I, 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 I feel like I feel like I feel like that's like the Avengers of Home Alone. So maybe we do have to do that, or maybe that's a little addendum. <laughs> Maybe that's a New Year's special. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I feel like it doesn't really matter because then we have to move on to the Home Alone 2 games. And so I can't imagine those being any better. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at some point we're going to have to do the Die Hard games. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to jump into those next Christmas. Very, <laughs> very happy to do that next Christmas. <laughs> yippee ki so hey, if you will. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, if you will. Before we get into the uh, ranking and talking about this video game, um, I just wanted to say a couple things. So where are we in terms of the endless list, which goes from number one Super Mario 64 all the way down to number 145, the Dark Castle for Sega Genesis, which we added this year. Um, Where are we with the endless list? Well, we have 146 games after this week on the list. Um, A top five platforms that we've covered are PC, Nintendo Entertainment System, the Arcade, the Genesis, and the Xbox 360 in terms of where the games came out. Um, PC and Nintendo Entertainment System actually have a ton of games. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) Um, 31 PC games, 27 NES games. Um, So that's where we are. Uh, We have, in total, we've covered games that have been on 31 different platforms. Wow. Wow. Actually, that's that's really impressive, actually. Yeah. We've tr- we've tried. We've tried to get them all. We haven't covered everything, but we will. Um, and what else do we have for you in terms of numbers? Our top uh, year on the list is uh, 1986. We have eight games on our list that are from 1986. Mm. Hmm. 
So those games do include, let's see here, as I access the power of Google Sheets, The Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Castlevania, Dragon, Dragon Warrior, uh, Rampage, Pro Wrestling, Alex Kidd and Miracle World, and Pro Wrestling for the Sega Master System. All came out in 1986. Now, not to uh, put you on the spot, but on the uh, uh, the podcast Moto Island, my Godzilla podcast, either at the Christmas episode or the start of the New Year's episode, I like to do some kind of like brief listener stats. Uh, and one thing I like to highlight is how many countries we have been listened to it. Do you happen to have that data handy? I, 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 in terms of the countries, let's look it up. I don't have that data immediately on me, but I bet I could find it in relatively short order. Yeah, I'm going to guess this chatter will be cut out, so you go to your dashboard, and, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, uh, the, the worldwide, and then set your timers for the past year, or your sliders for the past year. Oh, for the past year. How do I do that? Oh, I can do this. I was <clears> like, that's not many, very many things. Last, last year. In the last year, we had... Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight. We've been 38. in thirty great thirty-eight countries That's this past great. year. We um what have you um, we're usually in the 40s. I haven't done it yet for this year, but uh, we're we are usually in the uh, 41 to 45 range. <laughs> what about? Uh, do you have my, the Federated States of Micronesia as one of your? Somebody that's listened to a podcast. Uh, we don't, but one of the most random uh, downloads we had in the map. There's like this like tiny naval base that's kind of like off the shores of Russia. That's like technically counted as the United States. And it like just popped up as like a little tiny dot in our Podbean map, and I was like, "What that's the funny. fuck is that?" And I like Google mapped <laughs> it. And it's a little tiny naval base that's off the shores of Russia, on like this like tiny little island. This like can't be right because we have basically every country in Europe except for France. How is that possible? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it took us a year before we got a download in Canada, so why not? Oh, really? We have, <laughs> yeah. We have uh, over 400 downloads in Canada. We used to, we used to joke that uh, like we were getting like every other country in the world, but we couldn't get Canada for whatever reason. And then... <laughs> it's, our, it's our number two country. <laughs> no, like, our number two country is like, it's a lot of, uh, for us, it's a lot of South American countries and... Um, uh, and yeah, it's like the UK and stuff. But mm. uh, we, we're starting to have regular Japanese uh, listeners, and I'm very happy about that. Ooh, yeah, very pumped about that. Uh, other stats. So, what do you think our most popular decade is of games on the endless list? Decade? Yes. Um, for the past year or all no, time? No, for all time. All time? Ooh, I feel like we have just done so much like the 2000 aughts but, oh really yeah or i guess the 90s but yeah 90s crushes it 90s is okay 2010s 25 uh 2000s 30 1990s 56 oh boy okay yeah maybe maybe 19, i just feel like we just did a lot of 2000 aughts this year yeah maybe that's well 
We need to do some catch up. <laughs> Essentially. Um, yeah, this week we're adding Home Alone, the Game Boy and the Super Nintendo version. And the reason why we're doing two in the past, we've done one platform. Super Nintendo and the Game Boy version are pretty much the same thing. Uh, Game Boy version is like the lo-fi version of the Super Nintendo version. Developed by the same company, though, Imagineering, published by THQ, came out in 1991, December of 1991. I'm assuming that's when Home Alone came out. Let's let's look it up. Oh, Home Alone came out in 1990, so a year after... Mm. Uh, the movie came out. Milk that Macaulay Culkin dry. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, uh, have you watched any Home Alone movies recently? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) This is a segue for me to talk about um, Home Sweet Home Alone. No, um, I've seen seen the first one enough. The second one, uh, you know, I never really liked, and I like it even less than it... uh, has a cameo from some dickhead, and then, um, but What's yeah. What's the dickhead? Oh, for, the former president. You know, if we're just gonna uh, be, on, if we're gonna be on the nose about the things, just the, just the former president. Um, oh, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought we were. I forgot that the two is Macaulay Culkin too. <laughs> for a second there. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and no, I, I, but I've seen the trailer for, um, for the new one, the Home Sweet Home, that uh, I'm kind of hoping was. Wishing was actually a crossover between Home Alone and Sweet Home, but I'm going to guess it's not. <laughs> so, uh, but I think you're about to tell us about it. So, take take us away. Um, Ellie Kemper, who you may know from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, she uh, is the lead, is the one of the robbers along with Rob Delaney, who was uh, one half of the couple in Catastrophe. They're the robbers. Um, the, and, and if you'd want to not hear spoilers for this movie that just came out on Disney Plus, you can jump ahead a little bit, <laughs> uh, a couple minutes. Let's say five minutes. Um, but yeah, so they're the they're the robbers, but they're not really the bad guys. So it was really weird, a really weird movie, um, really poorly written as well. <laughs> there were some good ga- good gags, but you, you can spoil it for me because I don't give a shit. So yeah, yeah. Well, so. Uh, those two, the thieves, are a couple that have kids, and they're about to lose their house um, because the husband is unemployed and he can't find a job. Um, but they stumble upon these dolls in their house that are worth a couple hundred thousand, um, and they figure it out after they have an open house where um, this little kid uh, was eyeing the dolls and was they were like, oh, this little kid t- stole our doll. So, because they couldn't find it when they went to go look for it, because they were trying to sell their house, which they didn't want to do. Um, and so they end up, what they end up doing is they end up going to the per- their house, the kid's house, to get the doll back, and they break in because they want the doll back so bad because they need to get their house. Um, and the kid beats the shit out of them. <laughs> I have never seen, compared to like what Harry and Marv did. Oh my God. There are moments where I'm like, her face just got fucking destroyed. <laughs> he, like, he like throws a milk jug at her face and it just like splits open and, and like it, like all the milk comes out and it looks like her head just busted. Off. It's fucking, it's, it's gross. There's like a scene where they like, she steps on Legos um and it's like looks like the most painful thing i've ever seen they have he puts tacks on the tips of nerf darts 
and he shoots them like it was like a machine Wait, gun, what? machine gun of tacks with Nerf gun tack things. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, uh, it would have been better if instead of dolls, it's like water graded like Super Mario sixty four sealed games <laughs> or like graded like uh, baseball cards or something instead. But there's also like it's like real weird. There's one scene where he dresses up like Tony Montana um, when Tony Montana the kid doing the coke. Yeah, the kid, the, kid? the little kid, and he did like Tony Montana's doing the coke, and he has a mound of M and M's, and he just like sprays himself with whipped cream all over himself, and like who was this movie for? Scene. I thought this was like a kids movie. What is? It was. It was very strange. The whole movie was very strange. There was like a million like B-list comedians in it too, like oh. Keenan Thompson, Pete Holmes. Chris oh boy, Arnell. the kids like um, the kids dress like Scarface, and he's like uh, hitting the slopes into like a pile of like Nesquik powder before the uh, the robbers come in. It was a very strange movie. And at the end, after he kicked the shit out of them, he he ends up going to their Christmas dinner because they felt bad for him because his parents weren't around. <laughs> All right, it's like All right. what? <laughs> okay, great. Well, good to know in like 10 years we'll probably be playing video game adaptations of that movie for this podcast at some point. There was two. There was a funny thing with the guy who originally played Buzz in Home Alone was in it as a cop. And two funny things is that he mentioned that his brother Kevin calls him every Christmas to let him know that somebody's home alone to phone in a fake home alone gag. <laughs> uh, that was, is he, is he, can, is he a canon Buzz? What do you mean? Like, is he is he Buzz from the Home Alone movies? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says they make sure they there's okay. like a, gotcha. they do a scene where they zoom in on the McAllister. Yeah, okay, yeah, on his yes, name tag. Yes, okay, it's like good. oh, good. So th- this is canon in the Home Alone uh, universe. Yeah, yeah, and also Kevin McAllister now uh, owns a uh, home security company. Does so. Macaulay Culkin make a cameo at all in the movie? No, no. no. Good. I'm glad like, he... what are you doing where you where you can't make a cameo? Come on. Uh, he's doing AV, AVGN episodes. <laughs> yeah, his brother is just like killing it on uh, Succession. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you watched it, so the rest of us don't have to. Yes. Congratulations to you all um, for not having to watch that movie. Did you, you both um, make this movie? No. no. I don't know who made it. <laughs> Dan Ma- Mazar, Mazer, who uh, also directed The Exchange. I don't know what that is. Yeah, same. No. He wrote uh, uh, Bridget Jones's Baby, a sequel to Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um. What else? Um, so these, these games, Game Boy, Super Nintendo, find the presents in the house. Yes. Or the valuables, I should say. And then deposit them in a laundry chute down the basement uh, while avoiding the robbers. Um, undetermined who these robbers are in the middle of the video game. Um, but then if you, as you, after you get the requisite number of uh, valuables, you, you can open the door to the basement where you have to get around bats and <laughs> spiders and ghosts and ghouls. So. Spiders, uh, and then you have to fight a boss. Yeah. Um, so, um, so the uh, the uh, what are they? The wet the wet finger bandits. The wet. Uh, what? This is our third <coughs> Home Alone Christmas, Chris. Stick, sticky fin, the... sticky finger bandits. Like they're uh, they even listed some goons for this game. <laughs> 
some generic goons. It's the Wet Bandits. Wet Bandits. There we go. So like Harry and Marv. So Harry and Marv, like they do appear in these games, but they have they but they have goons. And I, I found the Game Boy version of the goons to be much more entertaining because like you have some like very sinister like you know like uh, uh, mafiosa dudes and like oh like long oh, I jackets. For- I forgot. I wanted to do this one thing. By the way. Okay. Every time we every time we do it a Game Boy game, I want to do this. <laughs> All right, great. So uh, and then, but also, I appreciate that the Game Boy one has like a strong man, like who's like one of the goons. <laughs> yeah. Why is he there? He's like bigger. <laughs> He's like... You can like barely jump over guys in this game. By the way, like you can make them hunch over, and you can like have to do a p- pixel perfect jump to o- jump over. Yeah. Them. So you hit him <laughs> with like well the SNES version i hate the now that i'm saying snes but uh in the snes version it's very clearly a squirt gun in the game we want to think it's like it's a gun that like functions like a slingshot it seems yes. like and i do like in the game we want it's like you can like you hit people in the gut and they like they kind of like hunch over and then you got to jump over them but um yeah i don't know i liked the, i liked that the game Boy one had um the game Boy one wins on goons they had better goons a lot of them look like you're like stereotypical mafia guys from like the 30s <laughs> for some reason they yeah. have like the top of the hat yeah both the, these both too... these games seem like um uh who who developed this imagineering so i don't know what else they developed but i like i was like looking at both these games and playing both these games going like i was like i feel like they just took like whatever assets they had like lying around from other <laughs> games and said yeah that'll do we'll throw that in here somehow <laughs> they're known for a lot of ports um and a lot of like licensed stuff. So they did, although they did do a boy and his blob. Tell um, me they did they... Dennis the Menace though. Tell me they did Dennis the Menace. I don't see it on here. I see for Super Nintendo games, Family Feud, Jeopardy, Home Alone, uh, Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, mm. uh, Race Driving. <clears throat> And the, the Adventures of, of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. Ooh, I bet, I bet some of those gangster sprites are in the Rocky and Bullwinkle <laughs> game. I bet. Yes, probably. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, they probably made them right around the same time, too, so they're probably reusing a lot. Um, yeah, there's bosses in this game. There's not bosses in the other ones um, that we've played so far. Ooh. Harry and Marv are the bosses. There's not bosses so the first... in the movie. No. <laughs> well, Harry and Marv are, are the bosses. Yeah, the yeah. Um, so the first level has a giant spider. The second level has a giant rat. The third level has a giant ghost. Ghost. The fourth level is a battle against Harry, Marv and Harry. Um, so they have only like specific weaknesses, um, which is you need to shoot them in the head with a BB gun. <laughs> In order to kill them, <laughs> or you can use the 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 shovel guys shovel snow shovel, uh, which is on the window in the room when you're playing mm, it. It's yeah. there. Um, you also <coughs> confront the furnace at the end of this game. So the final boss is the furnace. <laughs> you confront your fears. Is it? Because I feel like I just watched a speed run where the uh, where that was not the final boss. Oh, was Harry and Marv the final boss? No, it was like. The, uh, uh, it was like a, the SNES one, it was like a rat. 
I don't think that's the final boss. Oh. Well, maybe the speedrunner, like, I don't know, bullshitted the way, like, past it, so. But I take your word for it. I did not play this game enough to get that far to uh, confirm or deny that, so. Uh, yeah, but I mean, this is this is a video game. There's not much else to the game. There's, as we mentioned, there's, like, two different types of enemies. There's, like, different, you have to press up on the, uh, the D-pad in order to, uh, to get inside the, the, the like bureaus and stuff, which I found annoying. And some of the stuff was like some of that stupid Nintendo shit where they you have to like jump on something and then it appears cause it's, it's not there unless you jump on, like get high enough. Right. Right. Appears. That, right. I hate that stuff. Right. That, that is very much like a super Nintendo. I feel like specifically a like port of like a, or an adaptation of like a movie or a TV show, like, like fallback. Like you got, hey, you got to finally get hit an item, but you got to like jump just like the right part of the screen, and like some like little pizza slice or some jewels gonna pop out. Um, looking at like my notes because I randomly decided to make notes for this episode <laughs> was that uh, I found playing the between playing the two of them, I thought the music was actually better in the Game Boy version, while like the SNES one is like kind of like just like adaptations of like popular like Christmas themes and stuff like that. I felt the Game Boy one actually had better music. Uh, but that said, the jump sucks way worse than the Game Boy version. So like there's like points in this game where it's like, there could be like an item that like you need to get that's like on a shelf. And I feel like the Super Nintendo version, like you can just jump and get it. The Game Boy one, like you gotta like jump on the, just the right spot in the chair. And then, like, you have to jump to, like, the chair to, like, the shelf to get something. Yeah. But there's, there's a whole bunch of shit in this game where it's, like, okay, you can jump on a chair to get to the shelf, but there may also be a desk right there. But you can't jump on the desk. You can only jump on the chair, even though you can clearly vault the, the desk. And I was, like, well, I was, like, why can I only jump on chairs? Why can't I? The desk would actually be a much safer route to go. But I can't. It's yes, it, I hate that shit. Like things that you can jump on, you can't jump on. Like being super arbitrary. Um, <clears throat> I will say so. Uh, I was just looking it up, and I can confirm that the Super Nintendo version final boss is a giant rat for some reason. The Game Boy version's final boss is uh, Harry and Marv, and you do have to shoot him in the head with a BB gun. Okay. Or there's three windows, and the shovel comes through the window and <laughs> hits him on the head, but you have to like time it right. I may, I may go to limb and say, uh, even though we're not ranking them separately, I may go to limb and say the Game Boy version is actually probably better than better. the Super Nintendo one. Yes. And so the next comment I had, the, or the next thought I had, I like, guess I was right down my nose, which I don't know if I should say for the ranking or just say it now, but it's like what I felt like these two games were overall was a shittier version of the first level of Bart vs. the Space Mutants. <laughs> it like very much gave me that vibe of like doing this like ticky tack shit to like find like, yeah yeah but it's more intuitive like you know you thought this you is to... more intuitive yeah because there's there, there are like puzzles in bart versus space mutants <laughs> that i probably would never know unless i looked him up but this one was just basically press up on every object yeah like, it's what? true i guess this is like yes this was, like, basically, like just run and jump and touch everything and something will pop out. Like, it's more intuitive in the sense that you don't have to think about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's what I'm looking for. Video games. What do you want me to think about video games? <laughs> yeah. Are you insane? Um, 
I think we can get into our ranking. I think this, we've talked enough. We do, because we, we, we should tease that we also have, like, our favorite games of the year and whatnot to, to discuss. Oh, so. no, that's, I'm not teasing. We're getting right into it. So right, right. I have lists of people um, here <clears throat> with their their favorite games that they played this year. doesn't have to be games that they've played that just came out this year, or it could be. It's really up to them. I gave everybody on the podcast the opportunity to say what they enjoyed doing this year. And so Sam mentioned that he is he his favorite games of 2022 were Slay of the Spire, which I also played. I played about 40 hours of that game this year. It's a great game. Can't wait to add, add it to the list. Um, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3. He's a, obsessed with Dark Souls. Um, he's a very big Dark Souls guy. Final Fantasy VII Remake, he loves. Um, mm. And he mentioned that they figured out how to make Final Fantasy fun. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> so. uh, that's, a, that's, a dubi- that's a dubious take. <laughs> <laughs> have you you don't want to play that game i played the demo and i said that's enough for me i can i played the demo and i just said the same thing but i like hearing people say that they really liked it makes me want to go back um encore wrote that he enjoyed diablo 2 remake said it's one of the best remasters of all time that's all he said <laughs> um and in terms of me um a couple things so i just mentioned i, I started and played about 40 hours of Slade Spire this year, and I really liked that. And my other favorite game was Enter the Gungeon um, of just the games that I played this year. Really liked that game this year. But in terms of the games that uh, came out this year, my favorite games, uh, of all the games that I've played out this year, I'd say the top four or five games, um, number one, Metroid Dread, number two, Guardians of the Galaxy, surprisingly a great game. I love that game. I just finished Inscription, which was really good, number three. Deathloop with number four. And then Riders Republic, which no one really talks about because it's in the same vein as Forza that came out. It came out around the same time, mm-hmm. but it's Extreme Sports. Um, it's basically the same game, but it's just Extreme Sports. Really like that game. Um, and special shout out to Hell Let Loose. We, we, did a, we played a lot of that game earlier this year. Um, really great um, World War II simulator shooter type thing. But Chris, what is yours? Um, so I'm going to kind of break this into three different groups uh, for games that came out in 2021. My uh, my top game that uh, wasn't even close was was uh, in maybe predictable was Tales of Arise. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Tales of series, and uh, I thought this game was fantastic. You know, it, it, it won all sorts of awards this year. I think it, I think this is like the new Tales of mainstream game. I mean, it sold like way better than any of the Tales of game has, uh, has sold. And uh, I think it's a good representation of the series. I don't think it's as good as Tales of uh, Berseria was a couple of years ago. That still, I think, is going to be my favorite. But uh, that was, without a doubt, still my favorite game of 2021. Um, for games that didn't come out in 2021, but that I played for the first time in 2021, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I just, like, sank right into that. I just... Could not get enough of that, of that world. And I still still kind of go back and play that. And then, uh, finally, for games I played for the first time that I uh, liked quite a bit because of the pod, was actually, uh, it's going to go to Max Payne. Because I uh, never played a Max Payne game before do, we did um, Max Payne for this pod. And, um, and uh, I ended up being all about it. You know, now I kind of feel like I want to uh, get into the rest of the Max Payne games. Yeah. Um, I really like that developer. So in like the past year, I think I've played Control and Max Payne and I want to play Alan Wake at some point soon. Mm. 
um, as well. Oh, did the, the Max Payne developer also do Control? Yeah. Oh. It's Control. Con- Max Payne, Control, and Alan Wake are their, like, big ones. Mm. Oh, that's cool. I've, I've kind of been curious about Control, so I guess they a little more um, to check it out. They've, uh, they're on record as saying they want to make like a remedy. Their the company's name is Remedy, a remedy cinematic universe. So like, uh, control one of Control's DLCs was uh, AWE, which stood for Alan Wake Experience. I think. Okay. Well, I mean, so. they don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty cool. I like that shit. I I fucking eat that shit up. I love my epics. Um, so. Yeah, um, where does this go on the endless list? Um, our 146th entry, as I mentioned previously. Um, I don't think this game goes near the bottom. Um, no, so I mean, I guess I guess we start with amongst the other Home Alone games. Where... Yeah, <laughs> I like I like the Nintendo version better. Uh, agreed. I that one. Agreed. Um. I would probably also say Pro Wrestling is a better game than this for the Sega Master System. Just, it's more, I would say it's more colorful and more fun, even if it is monotonous. I think I showed my hand a little bit when I said, uh, uh, this game felt like the first level of Bart vs. Space Mutants, but maybe perhaps less fun, because that's yeah, all it was, was the first level of Bart vs. Space Mutants, like, over and over again. Way less interesting. Yeah. And yeah. so now, so again, I am not, I am not played Jurassic Park Trespasser, but uh, I feel like as we have talked about it, when we are trudging the bottom of this list. <laughs> uh, I feel like this game is more put together than Jurassic Park Trespasser. <laughs> Jurassic Park Trespasser is a like murder show of just. Yeah. failed exploration i will so, uh, i'll defer to you on that because again having not played it but just knowing that it was like this ambitious game that just really fell short yeah uh, i would just say that like home alone is like the the pinnacle of mediocrity <laughs> yeah this... like it's it is like the most mediocre of video games yeah there's nothing interesting is... about it in terms of how bad it is it's just like it, it's competently put together for the most part it's just super mediocre if we were if we were breaking them out separately i would actually put the game boy one below uh i don't know i, I mean it's hard to say it's like the genesis one like sucked but like the game we won had like better music and stuff like that going on but like the jump was so shitty it's the game boy version seems like a game that if i owned it back in the day i would be nostalgic for it because i would have ended up beating the shit out of it because it's just like a rhythm you get into and it i don't know i found it to be it's just a game that if it's the only thing that's available to you, you're probably going to end up getting addicted to it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the Genesis one a little bit more. It's just so it, that that one was just like uninteresting. Yeah, because like, yeah, because you're like away from like the robbers most of the time. They're just going to yeah. other houses. Like, so yeah, I guess the, I guess this is better than that. But uh, I'll defer to you if it's better or not than Trespasser. I think it's number one forty three. Gosh, that Home Alone wall at the bottom of the list is getting mm. bigger and and taller, but uh, whew. we need more uh, bad games. We say this every year when we do this. God, we did Dark Castle though, just like not too long ago. <laughs> that was a really bad one. I spent some time playing that game. Whew. 
Yeah, this one was a uh, this one was a doozy. But we get some uh, we get some randoms coming up over the next uh, next few weeks. We do have some some randoms coming up. Um, what do we have coming up, Chris? Oh well, it's movie week next week, and we'll be doing uh, the adventures of uh, Jimmy and Bimmy uh, next week the with uh, the Double Dragon movie of Jimmy and Bimmy. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? <laughs> As I'm typing in this in, I realize that. Um, the Bart versus the Space Mutants. Guess who the developer on that was? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the same developer as Home Alone My, for this new Super Nintendo game. What I said was so right. No wonder wow. it was getting the same vibes. <laughs> we do not like their video games. Good We're sorry, Lord. Imagineering. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, we uh, do. We have to wait a year before we do. Um, uh, Batman beats me to Radioactive Man for the Nintendo. Yes, <laughs> Good. Well, I think they're in the same canon. That's just a uh, well. That's just a few more months out. So, oh, actually, wait. So, I want to make sure I brought this up in the Halo episode. As we are ranking this Home Alone game, are there any other Home Alone <laughs> games we want to re-rank? Because that's the rule. If you do another game of the same series, we we could re-rank them. Well, you know my love for the Home Alone for the Nintendo Entertainment System. However, I do not think it goes above Quop or Kim Kardashian's Hollywood. For okay, I just, I, just, I just wanted to know how much the Kim Kardashian Hollywood wall is holding. So. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so this is another Home Alone game in the books. Like we said, next year we might have to just bite the bullet and do the Sega Master System one. Yeah, we might. I think that's uh, I think that's going to be the end game right there. So we got the Double Dragon movie coming up. Is then uh, is then the following week? Uh, uh, oh, my my week to shine is. with Fire Emblem Heroes. Is that yes. is that what's coming next? Fire Emblem Heroes becomes eligible for the endless list. Oh boy, Chris, we'll add it. Yes, in two weeks. Yeah. So the get ready. It's, it's going to be a timeline of the five year history of the Fire Emblem Heroes game. Does that game go above Kim Kardashian's Hollywood for uh, It 1,000% <laughs> should. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to go much further above it, but it 1,000% should. But uh, I, will, I will walk you through the metas of every year of that game. It's, uh, oh, boy. I'm not taking any notes. I'm just going to let you do it. Oh, no, no. no. Don't you worry. You can, you, can just, uh, you, can just, you can just sit back for that episode. Awesome. Great. Uh, well, we'll be back next week with Bimmy and Jimmy, Double Dragon the movie. With, um, what's the name of the woman that's in it that plays the damsel in distress? I don't know. I, I've never, uh, I've never, I've never seen, uh, I've never seen this movie. So From, what's his, what's, who's the boss? <laughs> well, I mean, it looks like you're Googling it. So I think uh, you're going to oh. tell us in a second. <laughs> uh, Alyssa Milano is oh, the da- okay. damsel okay. in this movie. Boy. And also Iron Chef, the, the host of Iron Chef America is uh, Jimmy Lee. <laughs> Great, fantastic! <laughs> I uh, I look forward to when we uh, when we when we watch that. Can't wait. It'll be rousing. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you next week. See you, Chris. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>